0: Well, hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson, and warning, this podcast might be a little disturbing, probably not shocking, but disturbing. We are going to talk about Steelers Raiders when your Pittsburgh Steelers have the football. And as we always do late in the week, it's going to be my stats and some reactions to it, and again, this is going to be disturbing. So here we go. The Steelers' offense is dropping back to pass on 74% of their snaps. Only the Vikings, who just traded for a running back and have no running game whatsoever, are higher. I don't think you want this team to be the second highest pass funnel in the league. Now, some of that, of course, is the second half versus the Niners. They didn't run at all. Still, I mean, again, a small sample. We'll put it there. You know, there's only four halves of football to talk about here, but still. When these teams last met, Kenny Pickett threw for 244 yards. Okay. Against the Raiders last week, Josh Allen attempted 37 passes and only six were incomplete. Now, here we go. 208 of Pickett's passing yards this year have come in the 10 to 20 yards downfield range. Remember, that's where he really struggled before. So, this is promising. The only quarterbacks with more passing yards in that area of the field are CJ Stroud and Brock Purdy. Conversely, though, he has Pickett has zero passing yards on passes attempted 20 or more yards downfield. Not so good. Never completed one that had 20 or more air yards. Against the Browns, only four of Pickett's 30 pass attempts were between the numbers. That makes my brain hurt. That makes me angry almost against San Francisco. He threw 13 of 46 passes in this area of the field against San Francisco. I don't care. Again, their linebackers, Hafanga, they're awesome defending the middle of the field, but four of 30 pass attempts between the numbers against the Browns were their weakest and their easier, shorter throws. I mean, asking this guy to drive out routes time and time again, isn't the best usage of your quarterback. (laughs) Pickett has thrown just nine touchdowns in his 465 career pass attempts. That's the lowest percentage of any quarterback that has attempted 200 or more passes since Pickett entered the league. That's not so great. Pickett has started five primetime games and he's won four of them. That's encouraging. Last year, 33% of George Pickett's routes were go routes. That's awful. He was the highest percentage in the league. In week one, that fell down to 25%. I've been looking, and I'm not going to chart them all, What how, how that went in week two. My guess is it was much more reasonable, much less rookie year. Last week, again, it's a very small sample size, but Pickens produced an incredible 4.23 yards per route run. And I've told you, if you're over two, that's awesome. But he was at four point two. His 10 targets on Monday night were the most of Pickens' career. Maybe more of that. The Raiders have allowed opposing wide receivers a league-high 84% catch rate and are last in completion percentage overall. When you throw to the wide receivers against the Raiders, 84% of the time it's complete. And no matter who you throw to, they're worst in the league. Pat Fryermuth, who I wrote my article about this week, go check that out, has just two catches for five yards this season. That is, well, go read the article. He has played 41 snaps against the Browns and 32 against the Niners. Friermuth also didn't catch a pass in his final game of the 2022 season. And against the Browns, he did run a route on 87.5% of the Steelers' dropbacks, but was only targeted once. Go read the article. 7.1% of completions against Las Vegas have gone for touchdowns. Only one defense is worse. So they are playing a very friendly opponent. In week one, the Raiders gave up 131 total yards to running backs, including 10 receptions. Last week, they gave up 226 total yards to the Bills running backs. Buffalo rushed for 183 yards in that game. If Najee Warren can't get going in this one, ooh. Meanwhile, the Steelers have just 96 rushing yards through two games. This one's really disturbing. It'll make you realize it's not the backs. Najee Harris averages 0.38 yards before first contact. And Jalen Warren averages 0.22. Like they're not even getting a step past the line of scrimmage before they're getting hit. That's 49th and 51st, respectively, out of 56 backs in the league right now. 44% of Harris's carries have failed to gain yardage. (laughs) Running backs are gaining 4.3 yards per carry against Las Vegas. Only one defense is worse. All right. Think about that for a while. A lot to digest there. 99% of it is bad at least for the Steelers side, but they are playing a a friendly opponent, as I mentioned. I'll take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Now, one of the reasons Vegas might be struggling so much against a run is they use their base defense with four, four defensive backs on the field, just under 16%. Only five defenses have used their base less often. Pittsburgh's offense converts a series of downs into a new series of downs. See what I'm saying? You get a series of downs, either on first down, you get a first or a touchdown, You can convert a series of downs into a new series of downs or better. 51% of the time that is last in the NFL through two weeks. However, the Raiders defense is also last in this metric. Pittsburgh's 31% third down conversion rate is better than only the Jags, Jets, and Browns. However, the Raiders are allowing a 50% third down conversion rate. That's 27th among NFL defenses. Only two offenses are only two offenses are using play action at a lesser rate than Pittsburgh and the Steelers offense is now 24th in the usage of shifts and motions before the snap. Not really helping the quarterback. Pittsburgh's average time of possession time of possession is 23:34 for the game and only higher than the Jets. So only one team is better in time of possession than the Steelers. The Raiders have allowed the opponent to reach the end zone. I'm sorry. The Raiders have allowed the opponent to reach the red zone or score a touchdown on two thirds of their drives, the highest in the NFL. Two out of three times you get the ball against the Raiders, you at least get to the red zone. Remember, the Steelers didn't get there. They got there zero times last week. Las Vegas has allowed a league high 51.8 yards per drive. But the Steelers are averaging a league-low 19.6 yards per drive. (laughs) Pretty remarkable. The Steelers' offense has gained a league-low 24 first downs and are averaging just 10.5 yards produced in the first quarter of games. Let that sink in. They're averaging 10.5 yards in the first quarter of games, as is their 1.3 yards per play in the first quarter. When they snap the ball in the first quarter, they get 1.3 yards. The Steelers only produce nine first downs in total against Cleveland, which is remarkable. The Raiders don't have an interior defensive lineman that's played more than 49% of their defensive snaps, but they have five that are over 31%. What that means is they got five guys, none of them are stars. They rotate them consistently. Your boy Robert Spillane has yet to miss a snap in his first season in Vegas. And fellow linebacker, Divine Diablo, great name, isn't far behind. He plays 94% of the snaps. So Diablo and Spillane basically never leave the field. The other two full-time defensive players that have not missed a snap are Trevon Mooring, safety I like a lot, and Nate Hobbs, a corner. Um, that's a wrap on that side of the ball. We'll talk defense tomorrow. But how about this little special teams nugget? I don't know what to make of it. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's just kind of an anomaly through two weeks. In both Raiders games, not only have the Raiders, but their opponent, no one has produced a yard yet from punt returns. So I'm assuming every punt in every Raiders game either gotten fair caught, boomed out of the end zone, or to the sidelines, you know, out of bounds. Nobody's even returned a punt yet in a Raider game. There's zero punt yards for or against on the Raiders ledger. Bonkers. All right, guys, take care. Uh, Hope I didn't scar your day too much with some of those things. They are disturbing. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.